Hello, and thank you for listening to this special sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. This is the Thanksgiving Eve service, November 27, 2019. The sermon title is Thanking the Lord is Remembering the Lord, and is based on Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verses 10 through 18. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copeland. May God's grace and mercy and peace be yours this night. In the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text of the message comes from our first reading in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let us pray. Most gracious God, thank you for your love, for your presence, for your blessings. Help us to look around and see everything that we have as a gift from you. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, I'm sure that it's happened a million times. It happens to Christians every single day. It happens right in the middle of dinner, right? Perhaps this has happened to you. You're sitting there at the kitchen table, maybe you're in front of the TV, maybe you're at a restaurant and are having a fine time, then it's like right out of nowhere, there is a thought that pops into your head. Actually, it's more of a question. The problem is you don't know the answer to that question. You know that you should know the answer, but for some reason your memory isn't working that well, and it bugs you so much that you actually stop eating for a bit, And finally, you can take it no more, and you just have to ask somebody, did we pray before dinner? (laughs) For those willing to be honest, to show of hands, how many of you have forgotten to pray before a meal? Me too. Okay. All right. Now, maybe you don't have the guts to ask that question out loud because it's an embarrassing question to ask, right? Because it can only mean one of two things. Either your short-term memory is on the fritz (laughs) because you just can't remember what happened five minutes ago, Or you totally forgot to take a moment to remember the one who provided you the very food that you need for survival. On one hand, you can chalk it up to simple forgetfulness and pass it off. Uh, No big deal. On the other hand, uh, it may pain you to know that you neglected the Lord in that way. You see, our thankfulness to God is something that really does ebb and flow, doesn't it? One day it's up, the next day it is down. uh, One week it's right there, the next week it's forgotten. Right now we're at the high point of thankfulness because the government's been kind enough to schedule a holiday for us to do just that. But what about Friday? What about Saturday? What about next week? What about next month, next year? Where will our thankfulness be then? Well, there's a simple plan for keeping our thankfulness elevated year-round. It's not a, some kind of 12-step program, and you don't need months of training. Simply put, as the sermon title has there for you, thanking the Lord is remembering the Lord. The text begins uh, from an un- uncomplicated request from God it says, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. In other words, when you have what you need, when the necessary things in your life is, are covered, 
Praise the Lord. Give thanks to God that He has given you these very things. But sounds obvious to us, right? A kind of thing that makes a Christian say, well, duh, of course. (laughs) We should praise the Lord for this at all times. But as we've already seen, it doesn't happen all the time. We forget the basic blessings that we have. We overlook the simple things that are available available to us each and every day. But there is more to this phenomenon than just mere forgetfulness or poor memory. When these words were first spoken to the nation of Israel, they do speak to us as well. God gives us a, a warning that when we have all that we need, and even more, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God. Forgetting what the Lord has done is not just a quirk or odd habit that we have. This forgetfulness is a result of our sinful pride. Because with everything that we do in life, we we want at least least the, the very least to take just a little bit of credit for ourselves, right? I mean, we want to be able to say, hey, I did that. Even if we're quick to give others credit for what we did, did what they did, or even give most of the credit to God, we still want to hang on to just a little bit for ourselves. We wanted to be able to think what Moses warned about, that we should say, my power, the strength of my hands has produced this wealth for me. I mean, it feels good to have that thought from time to time. It makes us feel special. Uh, It makes us uh, uh, worth something to be able to point to ourselves and and to our own successes, but that pride and ego are never satisfied, satisfied with just some of the glory, right? We want more of it. We want all of it. And it is this desire that leads us then to forget the Lord. Not always by accident. Not always by coincidence, it sometimes comes from our selfish hearts and this forgetfulness of sin. So how do we get away from this? How can we avoid this temptation uh, and keep our thankfulness to these standards that God sets out for us? Uh, According to author Richard Beck, a recent book, he he said that uh, gratitude is a simple practice. This is what he writes, he says, You don't need a dance in a Holy Ghost conga line to do this. (laughs) One of my favorite studies about gratitude is the Count Your Blessing study conducted by psychologist Bob Emmons. I remember singing the old gospel hymn, Count Your Blessings as a Child, written about 1897. The admonition of the song was so simplistic and trite. It said, When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God has done. He continues saying, now, turns out those lyrics are cutting-edge science, because in Count Your Blessings study, Emmons had participants do the simplest thing. They, at the end of each day, take a moment and count your blessings by writing them down in a journal. And you know what happened? 
At the end of the study, the participants who engaged in this simple practice of thanksgiving were healthier emotionally and physically than the control group. Simply counting your blessings made people healthier and happier. That's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> Prayer is a practice is that constant posture of thankfulness. Prayer is the mindful discipline to act out of an experience of gift rather than scarcity. So count your blessings, he concludes. Name them one by one. So again, how can we avoid this temptation to keep our thankfulness, uh, 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 to keep our thankfulness up, up to this high standard that God has set for us? We're told in our reading, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers, as it is today. With Israel, it was really easy for the Lord to impress upon them how much he had done. I mean, they were, they were captives in Egypt, and he brought them out. They, they were facing the dangers of the desert, and he led them and protected them. They were thirsty, he brought water out of a rock. <laughs> they were hungry, he sent them food down from heaven. It is, it was, and still is amazing to think of how many incredible things the Lord did for his children. Now, with us, it's just as easy for the Lord to remind us of how much he has done. In the midst of dangers, he is a present help in trouble. In the midst of uncertainties, he, he's the one who brings us peace. In the midst of our doubts, he brings us his presence. When times are stressful and chaotic, he reminds us, be still and know him. At the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, he reminds us that he supplies all our needs. It doesn't matter where or when the Lord is providing for us as his children. Yet all of this goodness, all of this kindness that we have from our gracious God wouldn't mean as much and honestly wouldn't make much sense if not for his covenant. Because even though we're blown away when we really consider the vast amount of blessings that, that we have, those really are side benefits, <laughs> added bonuses. Those things confirm what the Lord has already promised to his children and also to us that his never-ending love will always be with us. You see, God did not, did not just protect us from physical danger. He protects us from the spiritual dangers posed by the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature. He doesn't just fill our stomachs with food and drink. He fills our very souls with the bread of life. He doesn't just remove the anxiety and tension from our lives. He removes the great terror of death and hell. He doesn't just find us ways to make us feel happy and, and safe right now. He found the one and only way to make us joyful and safe forever. He doesn't say, hey, you go it alone. <laughs> Instead, he marks you in baptism and says, you're mine. I'm with you. He doesn't say, hey, you need to find the strength in yourself. He says, come to my table. Take and eat. Take and drink. Here, receive salvation, forgiveness, strength, and life. 
Our gracious God does this all out of his covenant of, of love and peace, a, a promise that he made to love his children, to love the ones that he created for himself. He swore that he would show the whole world the greatest example of love, what it means to love, so there would be no mistaking of when it happens. It would be a moment that would be remembered forever, and we know when that moment came, don't we? We know when love arrived. We know when it came in the form of a child, lived and grew into a man, died as a sacrifice, died in innocence, and then was raised in glory from death to life. He did all this so our sinful pride would no longer condemn us. He did all this so that we would never forget again all that we have is from his hand. We will remember this gift. We will remember the Lord. We will remember Jesus. Well, in a few hours now, it'll be Thanksgiving Day. But as we all know in the life of a Christian, every day is a day of thanksgiving. Every day is a day to praise the Lord. Every day is a day to remember what he has done for us. I'm sure that we're going to have our moments tomorrow, <laughs> thinking about how wonderful it is to have turkey and potatoes, stuffing and pumpkin pie, families, maybe football. But no matter what thankful thoughts you may have tomorrow or any day for that matter, you can always connect them back to the Lord. Always remember how He provides. Remember all that, that He provides for you. Then you will have no problem remembering to thank Him. Because thanking the Lord is remembering the Lord. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to the special sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God bless you.